harder than you'd think. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Molly Glover, Nick Glover, and Tim Wick. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we have another Geeky Boners episode. Tim's going on some trips he's excited about, Nick's playing a game he's excited about, and Molly's reading some books she's excited about. Boing! We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Molly Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Tim Wick. Oh, hello there. And Nick Glover. Pew, pew, pew. And, oh my gosh, do you guys hear that? The sound of something growing at what? an astronomical rate? What could it be? It's about, it's, it's a boner. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that boner is crazy. <laughs> I am so distracted by my boner. Molly just took off her shoe and started hitting herself in the head with it. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, these boners are looking good, gentlemen. <laughs> For those of you who may be wondering what the fuck just happened, because you are listening to this episode and this is the first one you've ever listened to, uh, we like to do this every now and then. It is a roundup of the geeky things that we are super into right now, the things making us hard, tumescent, if you say, uh, even throbbing with pleasure at the geekery. So, uh, Nick. Yeah. You know, I'm a I have an affinity for your boner, but I think you should describe it so Tim can really like, you know, picture it in his mind now and later. Please. Uh, my boner is experienced in a three fourths isometric perspective. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh my, my my boner is the uh the game Disco Elysium, which um I, I just completed. Molly actually just beat it just just a day or two behind me. Um it is a role playing game, uh, uh, and it is, uh, it's so fucking weird. It's and surreal. It's, it is literally surreal. Um, the, 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 it takes place in a fictional world that's loosely European. Um, and, uh, you are a cop who wakes up in a super trashed hotel room with no memory. And um, and then sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I'm you're sorry. a cop who wakes up in a super trashed hotel room, and you have no memory of anything you've you've done or or who you are even up until this point, and you stumble your way out of your room, getting dressed, and you discover you are in this town, uh, this poor town that's in, in the middle of a um, a labor strike, to investigate a murder there's a body that's hanging from a tree and you're there to, to investigate that murder uh and you have no idea why or who sent you or or anything about the case um so it's really neat about this is that um you know the you the player you have no idea you don't know anything about this world you don't know anything about any of these people so you're kind of discovering as the protagonist who uh i'm not going to name even because he doesn't even know his name he when doesn't. you start um, you're discovering it together kind of with him, but, uh, the surreal aspects of the game are, um, there's a series of, um, skills that are kind of broken down into, um, different categories or groups. 
there's like intellect skills like encyclopedia and rhetoric and drama and visual calculus. Um, there's psyche skills like inland empire, uh, which is a sort of like an intuition empathy authority the esprit de corps which is your kind of cop psyche um and then there's physique which are you know your pain threshold your electrochemistry um shivers which is a uh, sort of a a subconscious precognition um of sorts and there's motorics which are you know um reaction speed savoir faire composure etc each of those skills has a little voice that talks to you and <laughs> tells you things when you're in conversations. So when you're you're communic- you're talking to someone, you're interviewing someone, if you have a high enough drama to pass certain checks, the voice that portrays drama will speak up to you and say, hey, this person's lying. I can tell they're lying. Don't believe them. And then you have your your conversation options to continue, but it might alter what you choose, knowing that this your drama in, intuition is telling you this person is lying. It also would determine how well you can lie to someone else. So, um, there are also these things called the thought cabinet, which is a a collection of thoughts that you have compartmentalized and processed and added to your psyche. Um, when you just can't handle, um, a particularly gross thing that happens in the game, if you keep failing these checks, because it's something that needs to happen for the game to progress, you have the option of, uh, processing the volumetric shit compressor, (laughs) which is the thought that helps you get your shit together so that you can pass these, these checks and kind of stomach the, the gross thing that you're experiencing. Um, um, it is super strange. Your, your, your psychedelic tie will talk to you. If you have a high enough, like inland empire, your, your kind of, um, natural intuition can kind of take over and start to, um, break your concept of reality. There are a number of things that happen in the game that are probably real things that happen that are surreal nonsense um like supernatural basically um and and were it not occasionally for another person witnessing them your partner uh um kim you there you would have to assume that you're an unreliable narrator And, and you are an unreliable narrator for a lot of the game uh kim is a detective from another precinct who's there to also investigate this this murder who has shown up and kim is pretty straight laced and quiet and reserved most of the time. He thinks that, I mean, he's obviously a little disgusted with you at the beginning and, uh, and, and, uh, and depending on how you behave yeah. for most of the game, he's, he can be disgusted. With and you. Yeah. What's cool is like, while, while you're having these conversations, like dozens of little checks are happening. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, like, you're not even like, it's not even sit like, sometimes there's a check that it'll say like, Oh, you have a, you have a 40% chance of passing this or it's, Oh, this is volition 63% chance of success. But those are like opt in checks while you're, you can just like pick a dialogue option. And then while it's running and talking, it'll go volition, uh, easy success. And then it says something and then it'll be like conf, you know, whatever else, uh, legendary failure. And says it, and you don't even have any control over it. Those You're just are, like, oh shit! I guess I, 
I guess I failed something yeah. here. And so I don't get to know some information. There are three kinds of checks. There are the passive checks in the conversation, like Molly's talking about, that you're not even aware they're happening when the little voices are chiming in in conversations and interviews. There are white checks, which you can retry once you have changed your skills or essentially leveled up in some way in that skill. You, you get to come back and do an opportunity uh, to succeed. And then there are red checks, which are one-time try, pass, fail. That's it. You never get to do it again because something uh, uh, unreproducible is happening. Um, and uh, you start out with the game having lost your badge and your gun and... You don't even know anything about who you are no. at the beginning of the game. Like no. you're basically just surfacing from a black mire yeah. of thought. The the first time I played the game, I reached up to the sea after waking up. One of the first things I did was gather some of my clothing off the ground. I reached up to the ceiling fan to grab my tie that was spinning from it. I failed a physical check, hit the fan blade, died. <laughs> And you had to start over. I had to start over. Luckily, um, you'd only played for about a minute. At yeah, that point, yeah. And, and every time when you wake up or anytime you go to sleep in the game, your um, what your what is it your your spinal cord and your like your lizard brain are talking to you in these different voices, telling you like how you don't want to return from the void to the pain of the world and that sort of thing. Um, it's. There's a lot more to talk about. There's a lot more to this game. It's very deep and and very replayable. Um, the mystery is great. It's it's you know uh, you are a, a murder detective. It's a mystery. There are a lot of mysteries to solve in this little town. Uh, but um, I'm very excited that uh, Molly and I are going to be cosplaying the two detectives at Convergence this year. Um, I'll be the the protagonist. I bought the the actual. Um, it's called the horrific necktie. I, I bought the licensed horrific necktie and I um, painted a pair, old pair of shoes I have to look like his green snakeskin shoes. And um, Molly is going to be dressed as Kim with like the shortcut um, bomber jacket and, and gloves and all that. And um, I, I just like if you like role playing games in the kind of like a Baldur's Gate style that are low action and very, very high role playing. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. There's a lot of reading that's going to occur in this game. And that was the main obstacle. I didn't pick this game up sooner because of how strongly it was recommended is because how much reading there is, but, and I'm, I'm dyslexic. Uh, I, I wear glasses for gaming and stuff like that as well. So, you know, but the newer edition of the game, the, the final cut Almost all of the dialogue is narrated. There's over a million lines of recorded dialogue in the game. But also um, it has, you can, you, in your settings, you can change it to a dyslexic font. Oh my God. So that it, it's a font specifically designed for people with dyslexia where they, they have the, the letters are shaped in a way that make it easier for dyslexic brains to I, read them. I think it's actually, they license the open dyslexic font, mm -hmm. which is, I think it's a free to use it's open, like open source. Yeah. So there's still a license involved. That's actually but yeah, pretty it's cool. in there. And it's the, not, the, the text size is, is, is changeable as well. I, I think it's like 30 or 40 bucks. It's on everything, basically all, all game systems. But um, I found it more fun to play on PC 
because uh, moving around with a mouse is a little bit less frustrating than with a con- with a controller. I played it on Xbox. I thought it was fine. I had there were some frustrating moments where I was like, I'm trying to select this. I want to select this, but it and then and then I could, but it just yeah. was an, an, it, a little annoying. You so can, mostly I, I most of my gaming is on Switch. Is it on Switch? I think so. Hmm. Uh, that's, that's the one I might be, I'm not be sure. I do have to um, ask though, you're, you're talking about a lot of stuff, but you have not mentioned anything except in the title. Is there actually any disco in this game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> optionally. Yes. You, 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 you love disco. Many of the dialogue options, um, like the pan, the description of the pants you start out with are, they are disco as fuck. Um, oh, nice. there are many, there are many options in the game where you can present yourself as an enthusiast of disco. Um, you also can choose to go with this delusion that you are some sort of a superstar. Um, you can kind of purport to be a, a super cop genius. Uh, you can fully embrace communism and um, spread the good word and, and collaborate with communists in this town and support the socialist uh, labor union on their strike. Uh, you can get along with a literal fucking head measuring fascist, uh, racist. Like, uh, you, there, there are like literal actual fascists in the game that are identified as such an espouse fascist ideology that you can insult, punch, have conversations with, adapt their philosophies like it's just all over the place there's, there's zero combat it's a it's it is a choose your own adventure game basically there's no there's no there's no uh you're never gonna have to like uh do a button combination to no. fight a guy you're never gonna have to like you know uh pull out an item and use it at the right time right. or anything like that like it's it's you can take your is, time with it yeah which i really love because i love narrative games and so it's almost like a choose your own adventure book that is uh uh, an interactive video game. It's, I would say the closest thing to it is almost, if you've ever read diamond age, the way they talk about reactives yeah. uh, in diamond age, it's, it's nuts. I wouldn't describe it as a visual novel game. It is no, the, the, yeah. the plot is not uh linear. The plot is less linear than like telltale games. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of in that same neighborhood maybe. Yeah. Um, and it is on the switch. It's on fucking uh, windows, Mac OS, um, PlayStation 4 and 5, uh, Xbox One, X, and S, and the Stadia for the five people that still have that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, what's the name um, of it again? Again, uh, Disco Elysium. Like the opposite of Disco Inferno. Right. Disco Elysium. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just a really wild game. Uh, yeah. Um, and you don't have to, it's not a kind of, it's not the kind of game where you have to play it for hours at a time. You'll want to, but you can play it for like half an hour and be yeah. like, oh my God. Okay. All right, cool. I'm going to come back to this. I got, it, I'm so, I'm so into this. It has I a, dreamt about this game. Yeah, while I was yeah me too. Me too. It has a great system for tracking all your tasks and everything to keep, keep tabs on every and everything. And um, there's some really interesting drama where this game was created by a, uh, a collaborative game commune. And uh, the person, like the legal owner of that commune has actually kind of ripped off the two guys that created the world this game is in and did the majority of the the work, uh, creative work on the game. And so right now there's a a bit of drama about these two guys trying to get their game back or or 
um, get the ability to do more in this world that they originally created as a as a pen and paper role playing game. Um, and so, um, if for some reason you can't afford this game, but you have a Windows computer, the requirements are not super high. And I would say it's probably not super unethical to pirate this game if that is the obstacle that's preventing you from playing it. Just because you, you should know like the people that your money is going toward aren't necessarily the people that created the game at this point in time. So, um, and apparently this is getting adapted into a TV show and I just can't fucking imagine how that would happen. But <laughs> yeah. like, I'm so down to watch that. That's weird. Yeah. That's my boner. My boner is That's psychedelic. A, a very complicated boner. Noir. It is a complicated it's boner. It's like a duck indeed. dick boner. It is indeed. Uh, Tim. Yeah. Hi. Describe your boner to me. <laughs> sure. I, you know, I, um, I was trying to pick one, but I'm just going to say I've got um, some trips coming up that I'm very, very, uh, very Ooh. excited about. Uh, for our anniversary, Pat and I decided we're going to go to uh, Disney World because the Tron roller coaster opened and we want to ride it because we are those kinds of people. Mm. So uh, we are we are in, in the early May. We're going to go to uh, Disney World. We're going to ride the Tron roller coaster. Um, there's a fireworks show that was our favorite that they got rid of for the 50th anniversary, and it's back. It started up again in April, so we're, we're, we're going to go and see that again. And I know Nick's not super into fireworks, but, uh, but this is kind of my favorite fireworks show that Disney has ever done. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty disappointed when they discontinued it, and I was like, well, you know, hopefully what they'll, they'll do for the 50th anniversary will be better. And it wasn't. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited that they brought back the uh, Happily Ever After that, that is... Um, that is much better. And also, uh, while we're there, there's a special like, uh, after hours event for, if you're a Disney vacation club member, which we are, uh, it's a special like three hour after event in Hollywood studios where, uh, only vacation club members and only a limited number of vacation club members get into the park, which means that the lines are super short so we can ride mm-hmm. rise of the resistance like 12 times in a row. And that's, that's, <laughs> But what genuine question, no snark. What is the appeal of doing that? Because uh, <laughs> there's so much, <laughs> there's so much shit in the corners that you don't sure. notice that I, that I just, I, I, um, it's, I mean, if, if, you, if you're into watching movies or television shows more than once, you know, that's the yeah, same okay, thing. That's, that's the same thing. That's that, not really my bag. So that's yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's kind of the same way, you know, and yes, I would, I'd be more interested. I'm more interested in going on a ride, like say the tower of terror multiple times, because that's more of a thrill ride. Right. And the experience right. is more, is more the actual ride itself versus yeah, the like story. We always try to do that one at least three times. Cause that's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's just, it's just silly fun, but yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, but, oh. but rise of the resistance, you know, I know we won't really go on it 11 times in a row, but we <laughs> <laughs> could and that's the great thing is that you don't there's just never going to be a wait more than 10 minutes and all those fucking kids <laughs> yeah yeah just just no and uh oh is this your first time at disney world and you're seven go fuck yourself i'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna go on <laughs> we're gonna go on rise of the resistance the 16 times in a row because we I, can you have this image of you like standing behind a velvet rope while like a crying child is led away <laughs> from disney world and you're like bye bye loser <laughs> I'd think it. I don't think I'd say it out loud. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I definitely think it. So, I mean, that's that's going to be doing that. That's uh, uh, May just in the May. Uh, yeah, our, our anniversary is May 12th. So we'll be there 
for our anniversary. Um, we have plans on one day to go to all four parks in one day just to mm. try and do it. Um, so you're going to be, because I, I know that uh, you're you're going to be gone at the end of May too. Are you doing back-to-back vacations or not, are you going to be at Disney World for four weeks? <laughs> not quite. Not quite. At the end of May, the ne- that's the the next thing that's, that's part of my yeah. boner. We are going the to... We're going to Yosemite National Park because uh-huh. they had a uh, record snowfall this season. And if there's a record snowfall in Yosemite National Park, what it means is there's going to be amazing waterfalls in uh, Yosemite mm-hmm. Valley. So the only downside is they are already saying on the Yosemite National Park website that due to the record-breaking snow this year, it's possible that Yosemite Valley could be closed from time to time because there's so oh. much water. Oh, geez. Um, and so I don't I don't know what we're going to be able to do. And we're, we're kind of, it's like, we don't care. We're going to go. We're going to figure this shit out. Um, there, we, we are staying in a rental home on, in, inside the park. My brother, uh, my brother and his wife are actually going to join us. And uh, among other things, the, the Mariposa Grove of uh, Giant Sequoias, the last time we were there, they were doing a massive uh, renovation of all the paths within that part of the park. <laughs> my brain was like deforestation. Deforestation. They were cutting them all down. No. Uh, and, and so they were doing a big renovation. I won a multi-year renovation because they wanted to eliminate driving paths inside that part yeah, of the yeah. park and all this stuff. So that that reopened a few years ago, but we haven't been back since then. And we're actually mm-hmm. staying really close to there. So we'll get to go and see the big trees for the first time since they kind of completely changed that, how you can experience that area. Sure. Um, so we can do that no matter what. There are some overlooks to the canyon that I know we'd be able to get to. And there are paths from there that probably means you could walk from there into mm-hmm. the canyon. Uh, mm-hmm. So somehow we're going to ma- be able to see part of it. It's awesome. Are you uh, leaving the kids? Just going to be just going to be the adults? Uh, it's actually interesting because we offered for the kids to both go. And uh, Alex is coming. Uh, and Devin is not. Devin is staying home. Oh. Uh He's 18. He's an adult. He can do what he wants. And mm-hmm. uh, it's right near the end of his school year. And he just doesn't feel comfortable. He would have to take like a day and a half off of school. And he didn't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. He's going to throw fair. a fucking kegger. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> I love my children. <laughs> but I would almost be a little relieved if that's what he did. I got, did you have a party? Did you have oh a party? God. Oh my gosh. You talked, you talked to people that weren't like yourself. What, what happened? Good you. Yeah, um, yeah. And that, that'd be great. Bad. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm, I'm actually very, very proud of him because he was like, yeah. you know what? I think, I think these classes are more important. I mean, he's already been accepted into college. He doesn't have to worry about that, but he, he wants he to. Going? He's going to Hamlin, just like his <laughs> yeah. parents and just like his brother, because it's across the street from our house. Just because it's like a block from your yeah. house. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly why. Uh, and, it, he, you know, he's because he's a legacy student. He was basically automatically accepted. He didn't even have to take the SAT. Although, I mean, because of I think it's mostly because of COVID. He got letters and invitations in email from about two dozen different colleges, big, small, and in between. Like invitations to apply? Basically saying, if you apply before such and such a date, you don't have to give us your SAT scores. Hmm. We're just going to base it off of, your, uh, off of your grades. Sounds like colleges, might people might be starting to wake up to uh, <laughs> this camp college. It to might big, be these days. To big college. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> I'm really curious if the if, yeah. uh, attendance or uh, um, ad, uh, admissions. What is it? admissions are yeah. down because yeah. of the cost. And, because of the loan situations. Uh, yeah. 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 Interesting. The loan. Well, yeah. It sounds like a really fun trip. It's it's going to be amazing. And I don't know what we'll get to see and what we won't get to see. And that doesn't really matter. I, it's just it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. It's my favorite place to go. And I haven't been there in about five or six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, when the when the um, when they have as much snow as they had this year, there are waterfalls that run like once every decade. That oh wow, that that's d- cool. It's the only time you can see them is when there's this much mm. this much snow in the Sierras. So I'm I'm really excited about that. And then in the summer, right after convergence, so so we'll get done with convergence. We'll have a day off, and then we're getting on a plane. And we're flying to Alaska. Okay. Uh, my mom is my mom's reaching a point in her life where she's like, I don't know how many trips I, I'm going to have left in me. So this is one I want right. to take. So um, she's taken the whole family. We're going up to Alaska. We're going to go to Denali visiting visit friend of the show Sharon Steitler, who is uh, a ranger mm-hmm. in Denali. We actually have a, awesome. a whole day off. This is a it's you know it's through a cruise company because mom needs has mobility issues at eighty. And so it really needs to be through somebody through it through a company that's going to manage how we get from place to place and make it possible for her to move around and see things. Um, but we have a full day off where Sharon's just going to show us around the park um, and show us that this, and we fun. get to meet her her husky that she takes care of and party. Also, yeah, party. It's it's a it's a party party. And her then name is party. It is and some dog. And uh, we're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to Kenai Fjords National Park, um, and spend some time there. We get to go to Glacier Bay because uh, we're cr- taking a cruise down uh, the Alaskan coastline on the way home. It's gonna be really cool. So, uh, you know, I and when I get when I go to places, especially places I haven't been, like we're staying in Anchorage for three days, I'll like get online and I'll I'll I'll, I'll like go to the Anchorage Chamber of Commerce and have them send me their their uh, their tourism brochure and so you know mm-hmm. i've been I, I will sit there and i'll pour over it and you know most of it is advertisements for this business or that business or the other business but there's stuff that's in there about you know like hiking trails and 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 other other activities that uh that, that you can do in and around the city so i i spend a lot of time kind of kind of getting into that i get super geeky about about figuring out while we're there what's the stuff that we can do what's the stuff that's going to interest the different people that are there you know like my kids mm-hmm. are super into escape rooms which by the way this 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 uh game you're talking about nick the disco elysium sounds a little bit like it would totally appeal to alex in an escape room kind of way um it's not like an escape room at all. I should well, make that pretty clear. Uh, but he I can likes see the, Alex enjoying it for it's, uh, for yeah. It's a it's a mystery to solve though. He likes yeah, yeah. he likes the mysteries to solve. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I would say uh mystery yes, puzzle no. Fair. Yeah. But there's an escape room in Anchorage. So we're like, all right, mm-hmm. well, while mm-hmm. we're in Anchorage, nice. we'll go to, we'll go to this escape room. And of course it's all Alaska themed escape escapes. So, you know, we can do, you know, Alaskan gold rush escape. There, there's, uh, I think the one you can try and escape from freezing to death during the Alaskan gold rush. I'm like, maybe I'm there's, for that. there's one where it's like you came out for an oil job, but like it yeah. turns out that it's really hard and now you don't have enough money to get home. So you just have to work the oil job. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, yeah. you have to literally go like turn a crank for eight hours in the escape. 
escape room to get end. a token to put to the company store. Yeah, and then at the end, the Alaskan government like sends you a check because you helped actually. That'd be, like, that'd actually be so great. Oh, I'd yeah. love that. I would. And we're also uh, we're, we're going on a rafting excursion. I've never been river rafting before, so uh, I'm excited about that, even though it's a glacial river, which means it's going to be cold as shit. Uh, but Can so they what? still legally call it Glacier Bay? <laughs> there are still glaciers there. There, there are. Wow, there are. Glaciers um, Bay now. <laughs> but they are. They are shrinking, and uh, the, one, you know. the one turned into two. <laughs> yeah. There used to be like I don't know fifty glaciers. Well, actually, it's it's more like Glacier Bay was much closer to the ocean than it is now. It's like the ships sail, you know, like 20 miles into Glacier Bay to get to where where the glaciers are. And it used to be they sailed like five miles into Glacier mm-hmm. Bay to get to where the glaciers are. Um, so, it's probably fine. It's it, probably yeah, fine. no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, global, fine. global warming isn't real. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, just a, just a, well, of course not, Tim. It's cold in April. Therefore, therefore, <laughs> look at how much snow we got this year. Record, yeah. record snow. I mean, how can that be? How can that be caused know. by climate change? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> So anyway, those are those are kind right. of our, our our plans that we've got for the next few months. I'm very the excited three, about those it. Those are three three boners all bunched together. Three, um, yeah, held, held together with a rubber band. Yeah, exactly. Classic. Like asparagus. <laughs> yeah, like asparagus. And, yes. uh, and they'll make my pee stink too. No, or maybe not. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Molly. Fantastic. Yes. Do you have a boner? I actually do. I do oh. have a boner. I, I know my boner is uh uh it's it's English. Oh, it's mysterious. Ooh. It's uh uh the one of the, it's it's a uh, it's a government secret. What is it? And uh, uh if it, it is the the books the Slough House series of books. Uh, this is a fantastic uh, spy series. Uh, that you can see the show. There's a show called Slow Horses. Uh, I think it's on Apple H- TV. It's Apple TV. Uh, there's two. There's one. One season of it, two seasons of it so far, two seasons of it so far, which and is they, the first two books. And they filmed the second and third at the same time, and there'll yep. be a fourth. Yep. So, least. so, uh, it stars Gary Oldman, and uh, then there's a bunch of other people in it who are all very good character actors, but none of whom I recognized. But Gary Oldman is, uh, as always, transformed into yeah. the role of Jackson Lamb. Oof. Jackson Lamb is, uh, so this is, they are all in MI5. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are a the, the Slough House is a branch of MI5 where uh, if you fuck up, that's where you get sent. It's considered a punishment. Uh, they send you there because they hope that it'll make you quit. Basically, they they revoke your access to the park. So you, you can't get into the park unless you're a visitor at that point. You're no longer, you are still technically an agent. You still have you, clearance. You still have whatever. clearance. You still have security clearance. You still work for MI5, but you are, uh, you are in Slough House and they call the people who work at Slough House slow horses because it sounds kind of the same and, and it makes put you sound like, a, and it, yeah, you're put out to pasture because you're a slow horse. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get there for reasons. Uh, one character has a gambling problem. One character, uh, uh, what you might consider the protagonist of the first book uh, fucks up a training exercise and causes all of King's Cross Station to get shut down, which makes the news and uh, it's real bad. My favorite is the guy who uh, had like a a disc of uh, secret documents 
in his bag that fell out on like the train ride home. Yep. And then he found out when it was on the fucking news. Yep. And so like that's things like that. And so part of the it is always like, I wonder what she did to get here. I wonder what this person did to get here because you don't always know. Uh, Jackson Lamb is their leader. He technically didn't do anything wrong. He still has access to the park. As far as we know, just for whatever reason, he's in charge. And he is an odious man who you love. You you hate to love him, but you love him. He is endearing and a fucking asshole. And a lot of the slow, the reason I, I think I love these books so much is a lot of it reminds me of vilification tennis kind of, <laughs> where it's like, they all give each other shit. And like, imagine Tim, if like all you ever did for Bill was tell us about how we were all a bunch of fuck ups. Like that's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. like it's he, funny like, about it. There's a line that I, that's I'm reading the, the, the fourth book right now. And I just, I just finished the third book, but there's a line that uh, made me laugh really hard where someone is like talking to Jackson lamb. And it's like, what is it? They call your people again. The slow horses, they're all rejects, right? And he says, they don't like to be called that. And she says, oh, so what do you call them? And he says, rejects. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, just like, it's like that. And he, he, he's, uh, he is uh, uh, like a sloppy, unshaven, stained shirt, constantly smoking, eating, burping, farting. Like people often talk about how much he stinks. Let's be like, my God, like, have you, do you ever bathe? And just, but it's. It's all camouflage because he is like practically James Bond when it comes to spycraft. And so it's very, and everyone, they're all really good spies. They just, you know, they fucked up once and they got put out to pasture. So it's really cool. Um, the first book is called Slow Horses. Next is Dead Lions, then Real Tigers. I'm right now reading Spook Street, um, which the name comes from um, uh, when you're, it's uh when you're a, when you're a spook a spy when you are you you always live on spook street which means you know there's no street where you feel safe you're always uh, like on your guard looking over looking your, over shoulder. your shoulder yeah. you, you live on spook street um it's very cool there's so many good characters i really recommend watching the shows uh the show because the show is amazing and we watched the show first and then i was like i want to read these books because they're great um and so i picked up the books from the library and they are pretty much dead on for yeah. the show. They, they are uh, a little, they're 10 hour audiobooks. They're, they're pretty short, you know, they're, they're pretty much a good solid novel. They're not Perfect crazy size long. to adapt into a season. Yep. One season, you know, six episodes of TV, you got, you know, six to eight, I think eight, you got one episode, you know, one book. Um, and it's, and it's been very surprising. Uh, the, the fourth book, uh, the, the first like intro, the little introduction thing they did, the, I guess the, the, um, prologue, prologue uh, I quite literally gasped out loud. Yeah, yeah, she did. I was just like, what? And he's like, what? I'm like, nothing. Shh. Like, <laughs> it was, but they're, I, they're great. They're written by Mick Heron, H E R R O N. Um, and, uh, just really though, Apple TV, if you have Apple TV plus or Apple plus TV, whatever the fuck <laughs> it's called, I can't remember. Everyone has the plus and the not plus. Go to Apple TV, watch Slow Horses. Um, if you like it, you'll like the books. Yeah, they're fantastic adaptations. Yeah. I read the first two books. The audiobooks are really good. Um, I, I the narrator sounds like Lee Harris. Yes, he does. He does. Oh, they has, he has a similar. He has a similar. He has that similar uh, plummy accent. It, and Lee's probably gonna be like, my accent isn't plummy. It's actually this other adjective. It's his accent and the voice, I think both. Like I don't think it's just one. I think he he sounds like Lee Harris when Lee Harris is doing his uh, radio voice. 
Um, mm. But it's it's the it yeah. But for real, check out the show. The show is so good. Gary, this might be Gary Old, Oldman's last role, as far as we know, because when this show came out, then there was an article saying Gary Oldman's quitting acting. So I think this might be the last job he is doing. This may be the last we see of him. Um, and it's so are really the, a the great individual role. like the individual books are effectively kind of standalone stories, or is it a is no? It a they narrative? it's an it's a narrative. It's there. It's a series. So you want to read them in order. Um, uh, th- things persist. Damage persists throughout yeah. throughout the book. Uh, the, the each well, I don't know. At least the first two are different stories, but there are things that happen in the first book that matter yeah, for the second Yeah, I think that's book. the best way to put it. Sure. Damage persists, but there are there are separate plots. Yeah. Um, but you would it's you you're if you read number three, you're not going to have the right introduction to the characters that you mm-hmm. would have had from, from from the first book. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, check it out by Mick Herron, the Slough House trilogy, the Slough House series. I think they're up to like 10 books at this point. Uh, and novellas, too, between there's, some of the books like yep, The Expanse. Yep, I haven't read any of those. But, yeah, check out the show, Apple TV, uh, Slow Horses. Very good. So those are our boners. Those are some good boners, them. everybody. I do have... Five answers. Five answers. I have five answers. What? That's right. They just came in. They came in so hot. These are the freshest of answers. They came they in literally just before noon today. The wow. the uh, the email headers are still steaming. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's hot. It's burning my hands. Okay, so we have five answers from Nikki Armstrong, hey. one of our newest vilifiers. Hey, all right, Nikki says, hey, all, I'm a little late to the game because I can only listen when I don't have an active training. Here are my five answers to your five questions. Feel free to edit me as needed because I can get rambly. I will not no be editing, editing her. <laughs> That's right. No, it's never been a problem That's on the show. All right, Nick, we do here, Nikki. Nick, question one. What's a game you've played recently that you really enjoyed? I recently bought and have become addicted to the game Abandon All Artichokes. It's a quick 15 to 20 minute deck building game. Each turn, you pick a vegetable from the garden that lets you either build your deck or send one of your artichokes to the compost pile. If you end your turn with no artichokes in your hand, you win. It was an inexpensive game to buy, 12 bucks at Games by James, and it's one that kids can play as well as adults. That sounds fun. Neat. It does sound fun, although I really like artichokes and I don't understand why we're throwing them on a compost. I'm pile. guessing that they, uh, you know, they, they're just too hard to prepare, Tim. They're just, you know, they're, they're, it's, that it's, they got to get rid of them. That is the worst part of artichokes. Also, alliteration. We got to abandon the artichokes. There's, I mean, yeah, I guess it could have been abandoned all asparagus. It's good, for na- it's, a good, it's a good naming thing. Uh, question number two, what science fact or discovery do you think is really fucking cool? There are a lot of them, but I would have to say the advancement in reproductive medicine. My husband and I tried to get pregnant for four years, and thanks to the advancements in fertility medicine, we were able to get pregnant and have my amazing now five-year-old kid, even though everyone told me I was, quote, too fat to get pregnant. So fuck the naysayers, and thank you, interuterine insemination. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. There have been some amazing, amazing advancements in that field. Uh, question three, uh, where do you get your sense of right and wrong from because we know it isn't religion? I'm a lucky one where I feel my parents did a good job of giving me a sense of right or wrong free of Christian reinforcement, even though my dad was a Catholic and my mom is the daughter of a Presbyterian minister. Hmm. We practice the consumeristic aspects of religious holidays, but that's pretty much it. They raised me to believe that good or right choices are the things that put out positivity and acceptance into the world 
and wrong choices are the things that spew hatred and negativity, especially when those things serve no other purpose. Everyone has the right to exist and live their best life so long as that best life doesn't threaten other people's best lives. So thanks, mom. Nice. She doesn't mention dad. She's just, just mom. That, that, that's <laughs> not too dissimilar from yeah. my dad's Catholic and my mom is the daughter, uh, daughter of a Lutheran minister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Question four. Question four. That's me. Um, <clears throat> and I uh, completely forgot it. If you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for the rest of your life, what would you choose? This is easy, and I share the same opinion with a lot of other listeners. It would be a robot that would wash, dry, fold, and put away all the laundry in my house. This chore is never-ending, especially with a kid. I have admitted defeat. I will never see the bottom of the pile. This is just the way life is now. <laughs> we just great. we just have laundry now. There's always yeah. laundry. <laughs> uh, question five. What is a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? I know you all think I'm going to say Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> and while that is still my favorite show with full recognition that Joss Whedon is an asshole, I say the movie everyone should watch is A League of Their Own. Oh. For fuck's sake, watch the movie, not the TV show. The, show, like, the show was the show. good, but the movie's a classic. The movie's a classic. Yeah, okay. Uh, Nikki continues. It has a bunch of great themes. Feminism, family, overcoming odds, and friendship. It's my favorite Tom Hanks movie. For those who don't know, it is set during World War II, and it is about the All-American Girls Baseball League. It stars Gina Davis, Rosie O'Donnell, Tom Hanks, and Madonna. It does, yeah. yeah Madonna is totally. Love the show. I also love the show, but yeah. I do. I do really love. I love both. I, I don't yeah. mean. I just they're, they're similar, but like different enough where I think they're enjoyable on their own. You know, absolutely. And and the the stars or some of the stars, the the not terrible stars of the movie have a cameo have cameo appearances. I think some mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. all absolutely. of them, but Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, she Roseanne. doesn't. Not Roseanne. Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. She's O'Donnell. not in it. Is she? Yes, Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, in the in the in the she has a cameo. Oh, in the show. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. Okay. I guess I'm not sure. Probably not after the whole Ambien thing. Or was all that right. Roseanne? I can't remember. <laughs> oh man, now I feel bad. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Nikki. Uh, if you want to be as cool as Nikki and send in your answers to our five questions, you can send them to five questions at geeksthatgod.com. And you can find them bah, 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 on our new website. What? That's right. Uh, as of today, which if you're listening, was last week, the website <laughs> is live it is shiny it is new it is beautiful and it's really great so big thanks to friend of the show jeffrey brown uh who put that together for us and uh thank you everybody who has been a supporter of us on patreon because that money went to help support this website and to pay jeffrey for his excellent web design work we're really thrilled with it uh check it out let us know what you think and uh, it works on mobile and on desktop, and it looks really cool. Jeffrey will design websites for you he for will. money as if, well. If you're looking to get a website design, feel free to email all at geeks.god.com. And we, you know what you can also do? I believe you can just message dick pics yeah. at yeah. geeks.god.com. Right. Geeks and it goes to Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. does. If you want to send an email to dick pics at geeks.god.com and say, please design my website, uh, this is not spam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that goes, that goes to Jeffrey. Yeah. 
Also, if you have dick pics, you can send them <laughs> dickpics.com and those will also go to Jeffrey. He's uh, he's actually so turned much. on by pictures of Richard Nixon. So, <laughs> yeah. so you you know your joke your joke doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. These have been our boners. And we really appreciate that you guys still listen to us. After all this time, we'll be back next week with a hot, fresh episode about something very cool and geeky and maybe atheistic. And definitely you'll be like, wow. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Not going to lie. I really want a game called Disco Elysium to have a lot more ABBA in it. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Need more geeks without God? Go to our website, read our blog posts, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. Social media! We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Rude husband.